1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast and I'm all ready to go. I got some nice sleep in. I got about nine hours of rest. Are you ready to go?
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> I am the uh, I am the uh, opposite of that. I got no sleep last night. I was working late, and I got up early to work. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I am the opposite of that. So uh, I'm going to be sitting here drinking coffee while you.
1: Talk about uh, Cowboys rookies. Yeah, I just I felt like I should just rub it in a little bit because you're sitting uh, yeah, in, in beautiful fair, California, and I am in an igloo right now in Pennsylvania. So. That,
0: that's totally fair. What's what's
1: the current temperature right uh, now? We're at like 11 degrees right now with some snow, so it's ooh, yeah, not too it's bad.
0: it's almost it's almost in the 50s over here.
1: <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Coming up on today's show, Landon and I are going to review the Cowboys rookie class, and this should just get you ready to go, Landon. This should, Cow- should
0: wake me up, probably, really yeah. It really should, because it's...
1: the Cowboys had a fantastic uh, rookie class from 2018. Let's dive right into it. Uh, with the first-round pick, the Cowboys took Leighton Van picked 19. Uh, he was okay this year, right?
0: Yeah, he was. I mean, you know good enough i guess uh you know it's funny because it's, it's uh this is the last few days i don't know if it was pat uh, our good our good friend pat um uh, on voice of, at voice of the star who was getting people to daring people if i remember correctly to uh you know put the, to the post there their takes their immediate takes when uh van der esch got uh taken and 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 it's been funny because you know for a lot of the hand-wringing that was going on a lot of people were not upset about this too like it was funny because i was surprised by how many you know people had positive responses i mean i i don't remember being like I I wasn't upset about it. I but I I, I he definitely was not my first choice. Right. Uh right. I don't know that it, I I thought that he had the potential, you know, physically to do what he is doing. I certainly didn't think it was going to happen this year. Uh I think that's really where the shocker came in is that, you know, we talked about how his uh arrow was pointing up and that his ceiling was insanely high, but we just weren't ever sure if he could ever get there. But I mean, he got there pretty quick it felt like if he felt or at least where uh, he's already at a spot where I thought he would be in a couple of years it's it's going to be amazing to see where he kind of goes from here
1: yeah so I'm looking back at an article that I did for Bleacher Report right after the pick I, I was doing the recaps for them and I gave them a C for the Leighton Van Der Esch pick didn't love mm. it uh, mm. I thought I thought you know taking a linebacker inside the top 20 is not great value. They already had Sean Lee. I thought this said more about Jalen Smith that they didn't trust him. I thought that there was mm. better players available. Uh, I wanted DJ Moore for Maryland. Re-
0: tying your, your your bad Leighton Van Deresh takes with your bad Jalen Smith takes but, really did not pay out for you, did it? But
1: listen, that was that was part of the reason. <laughs> now, here's also what happened for me with Van Esch, just really quickly. I watched, I think, his first four games of that regular season. His first four games. Wasn't impressed. And then it was like the final week before the draft, I went back and watched uh, his final game of his career, the Oregon game. Totally different player. I mean, he just got so much better in the span of 13 games. Um, Still, I was wrong. He was a fantastic player this year. And I mean, listen, we talked about this yesterday, but... Him and Jalen Smith, their speed together completely changed uh, the the entire defense. So one week or one season in, I mean, you'd have to give the Cowboys an A plus for for drafting Van Ress, right?
0: I mean, he's it was a defensive uh, rookie of the year candidate uh, and rightfully so. Uh, He you know he was behind uh, Darius Leonard in total tackles, but if you look at Tackles per snap, I think he was even ahead of him. So uh yeah, you know, because he didn't play nearly the number of snaps that Darius Leonard did. So I, I would say absolutely changed the the uh, face of uh of a defense of our defense and, and I think uh is gonna be a, a mainstay a playmaker for this defense for a long time.
1: He started or he was on the second team all pro. I uh, just saw yesterday that he is going to replace Luke keekley in the Pro Bowl. So I'm play. I'm expecting to see uh, Leighton Van Der Esch in those uh, Pro Bowl games fairly fairly often over the next few seasons. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the Cowboys second pick in the draft uh, at pick 50 the Cowboys took Connor Williams they announced him as a guard and that's what he played for the Cowboys started 10 games this season uh, almost all at left guard I think he had one game where he started at right tackle what did you see from Connor Williams in his rookie year and what grade would you give for the pick?
0: You know, it was it was definitely an up and down year for Connor. I mean, he he had some some injury issues in the middle of the part of the season. There were definitely some issues earlier on in the season with his strength, which we knew going in was going to be a problem. Uh, I still think it's a solid pick. I still think that they uh, a very solid pick. I, I you know B plus type pick. I, I think because of the fact that he is you know especially at the later part of the the season he was playing well uh, despite what some people thought. I mean, I think one of the uh, one of the underlooked and, over, I guess, overlooked things that, that happened uh, with the game on uh, last, oh God, it was a week ago Saturday? Like, Not no, it was that, just yeah. a few days ago. Golly. It uh, seems like a lifetime ago. It really um, does. It, you know, one of the things that I think got underreported or under talked about was that I thought he had a, Pretty remarkable game, you know. I mean, yeah. I think he you know, sh- showed some really great snaps against Aaron Donald and Sue, and uh, for for all the hand wringing that we were doing about how the left guard was going to get us killed, it, he, re- you know, Connor, wasn't really the problem, or so much, uh, you know, that it was noticeable in the way that we all thought so i think you know we're gonna see what's gonna be interesting to see is what what he does in this offseason and what he comes back looking like uh starting the the regular season because if he's able to put on the core strength that obviously that he's needing uh i this is a real player the guy has got incredible physicality can move uh, can get to the second level is is really athletic it's really just about increasing that core strength so he can you know bury down on guys, dig in when they're trying to bull rush him, uh, and you know, move people off the ball when he gets low.
1: Yeah, I'm really not concerned about Connor Williams long term. I thought he he improved. It certainly to me it looked like you know, after that spam where he got hurt and he kinda got benched for Xavier Suofilo, to me it really appeared that, that time off helped him. I mean please correct me if I'm wrong, but I saw a totally different player in the second half of the season Maybe it was health-wise. Maybe he just kind of settled into a role. Uh, But I thought he was good. Um, As the next couple seasons go on, he's going to get quite a bit stronger. Remember, he's the youngest offensive lineman in the league. Typically, those guys take a while. to grow into their bodies. I I I feel good about Connor Williams and what he's going to do at the left guard spot long term. All right, let's take a quick break, and we will come back, and we will talk about the Cowboys' dynamic rookie receiver in Michael Gallup. This episode of the Locked on Cowboys podcast is sponsored by Action Heat. Action Heat makes the world's best battery heated clothing. Heat on demand at the touch of a button. Control your environment with Action Heat. Action Heat clothing is engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat via heating panels similar to those of a heated car seat. They can reach temperatures of up to 135 degrees and are powered by rechargeable 5-volt lithium-ion batteries that last up to 12 hours on a single charge. It's a perfect gift for any friend or family. It's great for anybody who works outdoors, skis, snowboards, hunts, anything like that. Anybody that hates the cold, you need to get them an Action Heat garment this Christmas season. Uh, For our listeners, we have a special deal to save 20% off in your entire order, just go to actionheat.com slash locked on to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. That's actionheat.com slash locked on or use the coupon code locked on at the checkout to save 20%. Stay toasty warm while you enjoy all your outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: All right, Landon, let's talk about Michael Gallup. He was the ninth receiver selected in the 2018 NFL Draft. The Cowboys took him with the 81st pick. Uh, in the third round, eighty-first overall pick, they used the, the their third-round pick on him. Finished the season with five hundred and seven yards, two touchdowns on thirty-three receptions. But we saw in the playoffs and over the final couple games of the season, him take some pretty big steps. What did you see from Michael Gallup as a rookie?
0: I mean, hearing you say those numbers, that felt incredibly low, didn't it? Like, it, I mean, it really just did. by what you saw. Like, it just feels like, uh, you know, I mean, I think with Leighton. Uh, it's it was the the kind of the opposite version of of what happened with Leighton, right? I think that everyone, when Gallup was falling and, and getting close to our pick, everyone was holding their breath that he was going to make it to to him. And I think the love for Gallup in the draft season really started probably with uh jeff kavanaugh I, I know that he was a huge uh, huge proponent of him from uh one of fan he's a, the, the, one of the draft correspondents that works with the cowboys dot com sure. too uh he's he's a friend of the show and a buddy uh he's a you know was he's really what he's kind of focused in on for his thing is he loves wide receiver work and he loves focusing on these guys. And uh, Gallup was was just a a dude that he fell in love with early Uh, and it it made a bunch of us to kind of fall in love with him. So, uh, you know, one of the things we talked about when he got drafted is that his skill set is such that it, I thought it would translate well to the NFL. I mean, he, despite uh, some early struggles, he had had some experience going against press coverage I think PFF had had, uh, put out a stat that said that he had gone against the most press coverage of any eligible wide receiver that was coming out of the draft that season. Um, So I I think that it it helped his transition. I mean, he was definitely up and down, and he still needs to uh, greatly increase the uh, efficiency of his targets because I I do feel like he is getting uh, – he's not converting the targets at a rate that – you would prefer, but I I think what he provides you as a threat, as a deep threat, as someone who can get past defense, who can catch contested balls, uh, I I think he is a perfect complement to uh, uh, Cooper. And I think that when you look at, you know, the thought process when Dez went down is that eventually you hoped that this guy would be your number one receiver, but when you look at him through the lens of, okay, now we've got a, a, a true number one receiver there, and this is our number two, suddenly you really love the, the makeup of the top part of your, uh, of your wide receiver core, and you've got two guys who are still very young uh, and that are going to grow into these spots and only get better.
1: Yeah, I thought Michael Gallup was a player that really got better in the second half of the season. And I remember talking about this on the show. Michael Gallup came from a smaller school at Colorado State. But before that, he was a junior college transfer. And typically those type of receivers, they struggle a little bit in their first year. And they, they start to really pick things up in their second and third year. We started to see that kind of development in the second half of this season. In his final four games of the year, including the playoffs... 14 catches for 240 yards, two touchdowns, you know, averaging, what is that? Almost 17 yards of reception. Uh, I mean, I, I, I thought he was fantastic. So uh, really looking forward to see the step that he takes in year two. Yes. Now that they have Amari Cooper on the outside, he can kind of just settle in. Doesn't have to worry about being the X receiver, which he was having to do that at some of the points in the season. I really, really like him uh, as that Z receiver in the Cowboys offense. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the Cowboys. Next pick, which was Dorrance Armstrong, uh, the defensive end from Kansas. Uh, Played a little bit at the beginning of the year, and then kind of they rotated him out for Taco Charlton. Uh, But he gave you some good snaps early on in the season. What did you see from Dorrance Armstrong?
0: Well, this is a guy who, you know, going into his senior season at Kansas uh, had, had had an incredible junior year. And uh, his numbers sort of dropped precipitously in his senior year because basically he was the only guy who could play football for Kansas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, I mean, he was. If you go back and watch that, that those games, it was terrible. But the only thing worth note was Dorance Armstrong tearing it up on his side of the field. And so, what happened is his senior year, he got double and triple teamed because you know why not? There's no one else to block on that team, so it, 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 it affected his number. And so, what it ended up doing for the Cowboys is that they got this guy who had all these years of solid production who had been focused on as in game planned against, uh, you know, against big 12 competition who really didn't have anyone else to game plan against. Uh, so it, 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 it kind of affected, uh, his tape to a certain degree uh, and the Cowboys res- got the benefit of it because what they got is a guy who I feel like probably should have been drafted at least around, if not two rounds above where he was mm-hmm. uh, and, and just based on what we've seen out of him. I mean, he comes into training camp and is immediately ma- having an effect. Uh, he's give, putting together back to back good days. I mean, as someone who was at training camp, you know, Mark uh, Armstrong was one of the guys that was, flashing regularly you know it wasn't even like uh he was just showing it here and there it it started out a blip there a blip there uh and then as it got even more it got even more frequent it was every practice by the end of the day and you know by that turned into uh some some decent playing time throughout the season you know he got a, a whole bunch of snaps for a rookie fourth round defensive end um he you know he didn't uh Set the world on fire by any stretch of the imagination, but I think that you know for what you were expecting for for a guy like that, uh, uh, it, it really isn't. And as someone who was at training camp, uh, Armstrong, you know, would flash you know regularly it, it increased as we got closer and closer to the regular season and then eventually he converted that into uh you know some playing time uh, on the field for the uh, it, during the regular season which is you know impressive for a guy again who was a fourth round pick, and I don't know that was necessarily expected to come in and earn playing time, especially when you consider that Randy Gregory made his way back. Taco Charlton was was you know still a first round pick that they're trying to get snaps to, uh, but I mean just due to the his play. Uh, uh, you know, it was, he earned his way onto the field, uh, and, and he got some significant snaps at different times and I think he, he ended up with a a half sack or if I'm not mistaken and and a tackle for loss. So, um, I kind of, I, I think going into the season, I think I expected, uh, some more more out of him just because his, his training camp had been so impressive, Uh, but I mean, I think it's also not surprising that you get into the NFL and pass rushers struggle their first years anyway. So uh, I'm really excited to see what we get out of him next year because I I do think that this is a guy who can do it. He's shown himself that he can do it, uh, and I think that's a big thing with these guys. And so uh, if he puts in a good year of work, I I have no doubt that he could be a starter at some point uh, and really be someone who is effective, at the very least be in a
1: very effective rotational
0: defensive end.
1: Uh, really quickly, you mentioned his uh, sophomore season, that was fantastic. He had 20 tackles for a loss, 10 sacks in 12 games. Uh, that's absolutely incredible. Uh, it's even more impressive when you you look at the Cowboys team. He's the second youngest player on the roster, and for him to even be getting snaps as a fourth round pick and making an impact in a few games, uh, that's very encouraging. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So he was a junior coming out, wasn't he? Yes, he was very very, yeah, I very the, young. I
0: got the, I got, the I got the seasons back backed up. So it's sophomore year that was impressive. His junior year that was uh, less than that because of all the attention but yeah oh, that's a good point he is incredibly so, young about, only 21 so
1: he was 19 when he had 20 tackles for a loss in the big 12 uh, on, a, on a bad team that's pretty impressive uh, that, and we've talked about
0: how impressive that specifically is in college football yes. because you know when you're 19, you're playing against 23 or 24 year old men. I mean that's that's 19 to 24 is a huge Absolutely. difference, you know, especially in your physical development. So that is very impressive. And, and we
1: talked about this yesterday. This is why I'm optimistic about the defense going forward. Is because I mean you're basically going to have every starter coming back next season. We think. Um, but you also have some young guys coming up through the pipeline like dorms armstrong i I fully expect now that Armstrong has a training camp under his belt, a full season of practice, that he's going to be a significantly different player next year at 22 years old. So really, really excited about him. The Cowboys actually had two fourth-round picks. The other fourth-round pick uh, was tight end Dalton Schultz, who I know a lot of people at the time, they liked him, but they weren't sure how he fit because he was going to be probably the fourth tight end on the roster behind Jeff Swaim, uh, behind... um, Uh, Blake Jarwin, Rico Gathers. I think James Hanna might have still been on the roster at the time they drafted him as well. But Dalton Schultz, by the end of the season, was arguably their best tight end on the team. I thought he really grew as a blocker. What did you see from Dalton Schultz as a rookie?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at the, the the actual numbers and everything like that. He, he didn't have, you know, he only had like 120 yards receiving or something like that. And, mm. Uh No touchdowns, but, but I think that you, if you watch, if you're a person who watches the tape each week, especially after, sh- uh, 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 Swain got injured. Um, uh, you know, you, you saw Dalton Schultz in there and you saw him making incredible blocks for a guy his size. Uh, and, and, and you saw him, uh, very fluid as a receiver. I mean, I, I mean the guy actually has some pretty decent moves for a guy of his size. You know, like I, I love that like kind of fluid, like half turn move he does uh, inside. You know, where he keeps his body square to the quarterback the whole time. Like he, he I saw him do that a couple different times uh, to get open. I I, I like Dalton Schultz a lot, and I think you know when we saw him at training camp, I I, I was with Rabble Rouser, uh, and we had and we had spoken that, we thought that he had the opportunity to be take over the starting position uh, by the end of the season. Uh, I think that he developed a little bit slower than I expected, but I think a lot of that had to do with uh, snap count. But once Swaim went down with the injury, uh, you know, you saw Schultz really start to take off and, and, and start to kind of get his thing down, get the blocking aspect, which is really what he was brought in here for, because he is one of the best technicians I've ever seen as a tight end blocking, especially nowadays. You just don't see that skill taught the way that Schultz has learned it. Um, and I think that's really what excites me is that this is a guy who's going to get into the offseason program. He's going to gain another 20 pounds Absolutely. of muscle. Uh, and And the area that's hardest to teach tight ends, I think, coming into the NFL, he's already got that skill set down. So now it's about teaching him the nuances of pass of, pa, of pass routes of you know of getting his body in shape to play in the NFL level. Uh, I think that is a lot much simpler transition than having to learn the other things, the nuances of blocking and learning body angles and learning to be physical when you've been a receiving tight end in college. So uh, I, I think Dalton Schultz has got all that already, and that's really going to help his curve. and I'm excited to see what we get from him next year.
1: So he came into the combine at. Six foot six, 244 pounds, and I imagine he kind of lost weight as the season was going on. So, it, I probably is it going to be surprising if he comes into camp next year at 257, 260? I, I don't think that's going to be surprising at all. And if he does that, you're going to see a significantly better player. Um, you know, halfway through the season, I, I felt like tight end was a big area of need. Uh, I thought like they needed to go re-sign Jeff Swain, even though he's dealt with injuries. I don't feel that way anymore. If if they don't even make a move this off season and they go into next year with Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin, I actually feel pretty comfortable with that. Don't you?
0: Yeah, I mean the the interesting thing is that there is this is an incredibly deep tight end class. It looks like with a lot of talent in there. So the 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 the, the train of thought goes from well, this is really good for the Cowboys either way. You know, it's like, because if they decide they want to dip into it, they clearly are going to have options, even where they're picking of of pretty decent tight ends. But if they decide not to, then they can use the tight end, the deep tight end position to their advantage as well, because that will push down all the talent that, uh, that they want to them. So, uh, you know, it's, that's the good news here is that they have if they like what they've got. It, let's say they want to re-sign Swaim or and they want to kind of use this same group again. Which I, I, we have to all feel po- a lot more positive about the trio of Swaim, Schultz, and Jarwin now than we did at the beginning of the Absolutely. season. You know, so I, I think that uh, it'll be interesting to see what their what their plan is, but I think either way they're in a good spot going into the draft at this position.
1: All right, with the Cowboys' fifth round pick, they took quarterback Mike White from Western Kentucky, a guy that I actually like quite a bit coming out of college. Um we didn't see him in the regular season, saw him quite a bit in the in the preseason. You actually have a little bit more uh of experience watching him because you were out at training camp. What do we expect for Mike White going forward? Do you have any expectations for him next season? you know I, i'm not sure i i think that he you know i i had concerns a lot
0: of concerns early on because it didn't feel like it, I, I think there are certain quarterbacks that it's tough to watch their progress because it's you know and, and mike white's a great example of this where he, he, he his processor would get stuck He get he'd be in the he'd be in the pocket and he'd be like going through progressions and then just never throw the ball right like right. almost like he just you know he like he couldn't figure out where to go or he was too scared to make a mistake or whatever it was. Um, Sometimes that's correctable because you, you just keep giving these guys reps. You keep showing them defenses and they figure it out. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes those guys just never feel safe throwing the ball because it's just too fast or they just don't trust their eyes. They don't trust that they can get the ball there or whatever it is. Uh, I felt like by the end of training camp in the preseason, Mike White had started to pull himself out of that a little bit, which is good, because it felt like a lot of the training camp was uh, was him, you know, you, it felt like you saw him a lot standing in the pocket, getting sacked, uh, standing in the pocket, you know, throwing the ball, but but well after the, you know, I mean, because, because these aren't tackle drills, well after he would have been sacked, and you know, just like not really a realistic completion against the time that he had to throw the ball. Right. So... Uh, I agree. I I had high high uh, thoughts on on Mike White coming into this, um, training camp. Uh, for a while, gave me some pause on that. Uh, but I feel like my overall thought was, uh, just because I wasn't sure if he would be able to pull himself out of all that that you know, um, and but I think but by, by the time the end of training camp rolled around, uh, it felt like he was pulling himself out of it.
1: Yeah, I thought he was okay in the preseason. Uh, I mean, he didn't throw a ton. He only had 70 total passes. Um, but it, when he was kept clean and the pocket was good, I mean, he can put the ball wherever he wants. I mean, he's got a fantastic yeah, absolutely. arm. Uh, his biggest weakness to me was... Man, he just—he's just not an athlete. So if you force him off his spot at all, he really, really struggles. But uh, we'll see. When he—he he, he dominated at Western Kentucky, and he's a guy that I think it was worth taking a shot in the fifth round. Um, with the Cowboys' next pick, they took linebacker Chris Covington uh, from Indiana. Didn't play a ton this season. Had a few games where he was active and played on special teams. Do you think the plan with him next year is to potentially take over Damian Wilson's spot on the strong side? Yeah, I do. I, I think you know he. When you saw him in training
0: camp, you saw uh, a guy that looked like a a Damian Wilson type. Like he was more of a strong side uh, linebacker, um, and I think you know he. They like him a lot as a special teams player as well. So I. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think I don't know if they'll necessarily list him as the starter like they did at Wilson like they did Wilson at times but uh you know at at Sam but I I think that he is likely to be the guy to get the majority of those snaps uh and to take those special teams reps as well I agree
1: I'm I'm curious to see what he looks like uh next season because we just didn't see a lot of him uh during preseason and during the regular season I think he had uh, a hamstring injury he was dealing with so he missed some time yeah he was out of a training camp for most right. of it frankly. Um the next pick I want to talk about is Cedric Wilson, a guy that we didn't see at all in the preseason or in the regular season. He actually got hurt in training camp. Uh, he had a, some kind of was it a labrum uh, injury I believe. Um, but a, a guy I think so, a, yeah. a guy that made a lot of plays at Boise State can be a deep threat. Are we still hoping that Cedric Wilson can can maybe make this team next season? I could be wrong but i kind of think
0: i saw a couple practices of him before he got hurt i i, I think he did i, trying I think to remember I don't think when was, he got i don't hurt. think he was there yeah.
1: very long but i do remember him the, him the, but, uh, a little bit
0: yeah i and i and i think what i what i saw i mean because i have memories of seeing him play so i i mean I, he uh he reminded me a lot of Deontay thompson's skill set i guess is what i would say oh, that's you know good. where yep. he's he's not even though he's not he's not speedy-ish like him he, because he's such a long legged dude he can, he can eat up yards and get down the field while he's big so uh he's i think he'll add an element there that maybe uh uh cooper and and gallup uh, uh don't have even the you know he just he just he feels like it felt like he was more of a physical uh player at the point of attack uh he's kind of a glider getting downfield but i i, I think yeah i mean this is a guy who could be uh, sort of a Terrence Williams replacement, you know, like a a a guy who is your could be your deep threat could probably do some other things for you because of his physical physicality, um. But I think just kind of a well-rounded guy uh, that is he, maybe not exceptional at anything, but it despite that uh, has the ability to be sneaky and get past people uh, and get down the field.
1: Yeah, really quickly, he's six foot two, one hundred and eighty-eight pounds. Uh, during his college career, he averaged 19.2 yards per reception. Yeah. Uh, that's in the 90th percentile of all receivers that have come out since 2011. Uh, so obviously he can make plays down the field. It's just going to be another guy that factors into the, the equation next season. I mean, we know Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Noah Brown, probably Tavon Austin are going to be back. Wilson's going to be competing for a job, and I, I certainly wouldn't rule him out uh, winning one of those final wide receiver spots. Uh, With the Cowboys' last pick, they took Bo Scarborough. uh, Played well in the regular season, or in the preseason. Uh, The Cowboys cut him, stashed him on the practice squad for a while. Uh, He bounced around a couple teams, but I believe he is in Jacksonville now on their active roster. Uh, Didn't work out in Dallas, but I think that's a player that, if he's given an opportunity, uh, can make some plays. All right, before we go, Landon, I want to give an overall grade for this draft class. After one season, we know it's tough to, to grade these classes so early but from what we've seen what grade would you give this cowboys class
0: it's early and, and like you said so uh but i because of that i'm going to give it a b right now and i i think it has a real chance to get into the a category because i love the potential uh, we haven't seen full connor williams yet we haven't seen uh 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 yeah, you know, Dorens Armstrong at his full I mean we haven't seen any of these guys at their fullest yet but I I think you know where some of these guys were were guys that that really needed a season anyways to develop we, we wouldn't have loved to rush Connor Williams into the starting position we we would have pre- probably preferred to give him some time and he got some time as a backup uh for a while uh, to kind of just give him some strength, to give him some development. Um, but we love who that guy is. Uh, I have no doubt that he is going to get – he's going to be a great player because of just who he is and his toughness. He just needs some time in the weight room that he didn't get before the season. Uh, and th- some of these other guys, you know, I, I think they're going to give you opportunities to contribute. Dalton Schultz is, I think, going to be a player for these guys. So, uh, and, and I And I am excited to see what Wilson's got. I think that, you know, he's – He's got a skill set that can fit in here. So I overall like this group a lot. I mean, I, I don't think there were too many surprises outside of, uh, of Leighton Van Der Esch's, you know, <laughs> accelerated right. elevation. But uh, outside of that, I, I think we kind of got what we were hoping for. Um, and I think that this next year is probably more of the payoff year uh for these guys than, than their rookie season. I think some, some a lot of these guys, uh, you know, including Leighton Vander, actually was a surprise. A lot of these guys you picked for a year or two down the road because they needed some seasoning.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I, I kind of struggle with this one, but I'm giving them an A. Uh they they drafted a all pro linebacker and they have three other starters that they got out of the class and Connor Williams, Michael Gallup and Dalton Schultz. And then they've got three other guys that could contribute next season, Endurance Armstrong, Chris Covington, and Cedric Wilson. And then they drafted a a backup quarterback as well. Uh, To me, I don't know how that's not anything but a day. If you get four starters in one season, uh, that's awfully incredible. So kudos to the Cowboys front office. Just another outstanding draft by them. Uh, And I'm looking forward to watching these guys next season. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. Follow Lane at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at LockedOnCowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you guys next time.